did you do yard work this morning? Because I didn't know okay. because it is like chilly this well, morning. Even before that, like so, Tara is sick. So she's got something. She was coughing like crazy yesterday. And then today she's achy. So we're going to the doctor a little later. We found like an after hours. But we're wondering if it's a flu or so. I don't know what is, it is. Isn't it also fun good. to remember that we used to get colds frequently and just get run down and get little viruses like frequently? I was saying that because I do feel like, you know, now that I'm wearing a mask a little less, I typically, I tip, tip, what word did I just say? I typically have one in my pocket, mm-hmm. but like I'll, especially if I'm outside, I'll be like, I'll just keep it there. You know, if I know I've got a good space between people. And then now I feel like in general, I come home and I'm just a little sniffy, mm-hmm. throws a l- little dry, that sort of thing. Like allerg- I'm like, allergens are getting in, just like the air, qual- whatever. Yeah. Um. But so last night, I slept in the guest room and we've a while ago I we got a like mattress uh, topper that was a memory foam mm-hmm. and I love it. Mm-hmm. I love the way it feels and Tara hates it mm. because she goes I feel like I'm trying to drift off to sleep and I start having anxiety that I'm sinking into quicksand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we moved it to the guest bedroom, so I went there last night and went, up, you know, fell into a deep, deep slumber. <laughs> and so this morning I woke up and I'm like, oh, it's uh, right before uh, I need to be recording this thing. So I was running around doing that and also like taking care of Tara. So yes, that's 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 why that's why I didn't do yard work. And then I took the dog out and went, holy moly, it's cold outside. Yeah, I'm glad that I just happened to be like hey siri what's the temperature outside like 8 a.m when i took leo out and she was like it's 38 degrees and i'm the expletives that left my mouth (laughs) were i'm not proud of but um but i i bring up the weather because i do want craniacs to know because i know everybody is aware of how many bathrobes i own and that they all (laughs) have a time and a place and a a reason to be used that guys mark it november 12th winter bathrobe season began no I didn't know if you were like, and so I put on two bathrobes. <laughs> no, or no, 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 no. I have a floor length fleece, monogrammed, of course. Uh, <laughs> Laurel, can you go get it? I have to see this. Sure, sure. Okay, yeah. hang on, hang on. Okay. Because Laurel's being so nice and doing this, I won't bore you guys with wrestling news however i i will tell you that i'm very excited to see this thing and i will do a play-by-play when it comes back you're talking about wrestling yeah i I hope that you pick that up um let did you hear me? i literally said because you've been so nice to do this i won't talk about (laughs) wrestling but i was going to do a (gasps) play-by-play so she's back let's let's get a look so it's tough because like do you want me to like go stand behind my couch like how do you want to like Let's do that, and I'll do a little play-by-play. We can hear you, so if you want to say things. Oh, okay, okay. But you won't hear me. Okay, yeah, I won't hear you. Uh, I should get cool. my AirPods hooked up to this TV, to this computer, but oh well, okay. Okay, so it's, in the quick flash I saw, so it's like a very... Like, the lovely kind of eggplant purple. color. One of my yes. colors. See, you can see how long it is. Eggplants, like, it's very long. It looks comfortable, folks. Doesn't look super thick. Oh, she's putting it on now. She doesn't realize as I can see. Yes. So you put your phone in it and stuff, and then right here you can see. I'll come closer so you can see this. Yes, please. Thank you. 
see the the monogram. Ooh. Um, and it's probably on most people, it's probably most women, it's probably ankle length, but, um, I'm tall. So it's not, it comes like, oh, yeah, it comes like, I mean, above my ankles, but kind of like mid shin. Um, it's by LL Bean. Now I was saying it doesn't look super like thick. Well, it's, it's fleece. I mean, but it's still warm. Okay. It's, it's fleece. Yeah. I would say the warmth comes from the material, not the thickness. Yeah, okay. It's not like it's a, a very shirt. nice robe. Thank you. I want to say like it was probably maybe between like maybe it was around $75 when I bought it oh, like wow. 7 or 8 years ago. I bought it one of my first winters in DC because it was necessary there. So we I am in the market for a robe. Um Check out LL Bean cuz that robe will, it, it will last forever. Like their stuff just it's built to last. Yeah, uh I had my grandfather's bathrobe was something he left for me when he passed oh and then like i was finally like i i never like i never knew he had it before it came i don't even think he gave it to me i think my mom gave it to me mm-hmm. and i was like i never i never use this it's not very nice the only time uh, the only thing i think of when i see it is oh my grandfather's dead like i don't i have oh. other things of his that i'm like i think of him fondly because i have a memory yes. attached to it um, and this one is just like this is what he what what mom gave you after he passed. So yeah. I finally got rid of it. That's um, fair. That is a it's a very intimate thing to give to somebody. Like I could see your grandmother yeah, right? if she were still alive when he passed, like wanting to keep it and wearing it and stuff. But like, did you have a lot of memories of that robe or something? No, I mean like he gave me other stuff. Like like she, my mom, uh, uh, for for a while before I gained too much weight um i uh we were very close to the same size we're all we were both very tall uh, had a very similar build the joke is they would take pictures of us and go twins like like i have you know i started worrying when i got like a res- little bit of a receding hairline but it, it has stopped at exactly where my grandfather's hairline got to and he didn't get too thin till the end okay, like well, so yeah. i'm like okay good yeah i have a bald father so that was always a concern yes um but yeah, so like she just gave me all his clothes that included a bathrobe, and I'm like, I don't really use a bathrobe. <laughs> like, I I'm not like entertaining guests between where my clothes are and where the bathroom is or any situation. I don't know. I don't. Well, I, I think we've also talked about like how because I love how often my bathrobes have really come up on this podcast. <laughs> but like, there is a time where like I have not decided what I'm wearing for the day, and. Mm. Like maybe like the lotion has dried and everything, and I'm I'm just gonna be getting bustling around doing stuff that I just don't feel like doing in the nude, you know. And so I'll I'll just throw on a, a bathrobe or something. I I also generally live in a state of very comfortable clothes. Like oh you man, I really wish I'm... I wasn't sipping water right then because you're like generally live in a state of, and I was gonna say nudity. <laughs> yeah. No, or as you um, said once, nudity. <laughs> I well okay boy this is this is going to sound like i'm about to share something that you don't want to hear but it's really benign i lo- don't like not having underwear on not because i'm like tobias funke <laughs> i'm like a never nude but like i uh just to have something to clip my um insulin pump to insulin pump to I've actually, this is again something you probably know, but I've actually started, like, I started clipping it to my underwear and sleeping in my underwear, which is something I used to do all the time when I was younger, and now it's like I was always wearing gym shorts, so I'd have a pocket, yeah. and I'm like, 
I, and, and Tara was making fun of me because apparently I was doing a lot of like f- like moving my legs in ways. It was like the air, the breeze. It's so much nicer. <laughs> um, She's like, good lord. <laughs> um, are you ready? Do you want to talk about this one? You re- ready to start? No, this I episode? don't want to talk about this one. Okay. I just thought well, we'd catch uh, up. I will say it did really mess up my numbering though because I did not watch the last one. Thank you, by the way, for recording solo. Um, I did yell at the podcast a few times though. I was not out of town. <laughs> I had a work event. I had told you many Couldn't times. Remember. It was the only day you were free. And I was like, I have a work event all day. And um, yeah. Also, there were just a few things. Oh, you were like Harry and Sansom Harris. Like she was, I think she was in like, I was reading licorice pizza. And I was like, I told you, I told you she was in licorice pizza. <laughs> and you're like, in something else. And I'm like, hacks. We texted about this. She's in hacks. <laughs> hacks I knew. Well, I don't think you mentioned hacks. Licorice pizza didn't get absorbed. But I remember you talking about hacks. Um, but yeah, I was just, I, it was, it was again, I, I was shocked that she was in Romeo and Juliet. And I don't think we talked about that. Oh, yes. Um, can you hear me? She's like a newscaster or something. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. It, it said my microphone was malfunctioning, but I don't think it is. Um, she, she does play um, a newscaster. Um, well, yeah. Wait. The picture I saw it looked like she was on a TV. Yes. I'm trying to remember because there's... Yes. Maybe she she's, wasn't... she's announcing the party. So I've seen that movie a lot. She's announcing the party that's happening at uh, Juliet's house. And she's like, be, be thee not of the house of Montague. <laughs> More like BB, not of the House okay, of Monts. Anyway. Okay. Uh, Season uh, hello, 10. Seattle. <laughs> hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. And we're going to talk about Frasier today. Uh, we are doing episode season 10. six of season 10, Star Mitzvah. Um, in preparation for Son Frederick's Bar Mitzvah, Frasier makes a deal with the co worker and Star Wars. Oh, my God. I can't read. Uh, makes a deal with co-worker and Star Trek superfan Noel, who promises to teach the doc enough Hebrew to deliver his speech at the ceremony. Laurel, when I read this, I immediately said, oh, he's going to do the speech in Klingon. <gasps> like, what, just when I read this, because I went, they, they're bringing back Noel, they're bringing, Star Trek seems to be part of it, somehow Klingon's going to be into this. Wow. I... Let me let me just for a little bit set the stage of me watching this last night. We came back. We went and saw Wakanda for, forever. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed it. Um, came back. Tara's cough was getting worse. She had worn a mask the whole time, and she was really nervous about coughing because she's like, "People are gonna know." Like you know, like if you cough, everyone's like, <gasps> "Yes." Um. So she was wearing a mask the whole time, doing little coughs. We were not seated next to anyone. We were still nervous. We got back. Her cough was getting worse. We were watching a little bit of Drink Master, which is a good show if you haven't checked it out. A lot of fun. Um, basically, it's a uh, great British breakoff, but with American cocktail people mm. on Netflix. Really good. Very much enjoyed it. Um, anyway, watched some of that, and then she was like, I'm going to kind of close my eyes. We watched uh, Wakanda middle of the day. She's like, I'm going to close my eyes, you know, kind of just relax. Like, okay. Well, I'll use this as a time to go do whatever. And it's kind of getting in the evening. It's Friday. I don't have work tomorrow. Pour myself a nice tall whiskey, a little bit of ginger ale. And Laurel, I laughed out loud many times at this episode. <laughs> this may be a top 10 episode for me. And now I have started. I'm on Letterboxd. I've been trying to watch a lot more movies and kind of do my feelings. 
And I like to write reviews in the experience. And I want as soon as I come out, I want to write a review. I don't want to sit and think objectively mm-hmm. about something. I'm not that kind of person. I want to go about what I was. And so I don't know if objectively this is a great episode, but I really had some out loud laughs. Uh, speaking of BBs, BB Newworth should have been a regular on this show. Like, was fantastic in mm-hmm. this episode in her in her very small things she jumped in on. I, well, you, no, you and I disagree that you want you wanted BB to join the cast. Uh, you want a little to be in the cast full time and have like mm-hmm. story arcs and everything. And I said I'd like her to be the seasoning that would just occasionally you know show up and everything. Um, a right, I'm sure. But, yeah, I'm sure if I had it for a full season, I'd be on your side immediately. But yeah, but like thrilled to have her in this episode. So yes. A, hard to believe that Freddie is now 13 and is, you know, it's time for his bar mitzvah. Um, uh, I don't know. Oh, 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 how I, do you want to do this? Do you just want to go like through the whole thing? Do we want to do overarching? I mean, let's do overarching. I will say I, I he's, every time he comes back, he's better. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the kid's getting more mature and probably a better, and, becoming a better actor. And he's doing some funny little things here, but he also is... I wouldn't call him the straight man in the episode, but he's definitely setting up BB and Frasier. Yes, yes. Or Lilith and Frasier. Yeah, you got you got to be careful about how you do that because we're going to start thinking about Harriet Sansom Harris. Which remember exactly. when we used to want? Well, we just we still would love her to have her on, but we we're like maybe for the hundredth episode we could get BB on. I don't think we can get her. I think she's too big. Oh, not anymore. No, no way. <laughs> no, I don't think it's a not anymore thing. I think it's even then she was doing stuff and we just like weren't aware of it. There might have been a tiny window at the beginning of COVID. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like a lot of people were, when, like, going back and listening to a lot of um, podcasts and when they hit the COVID area, especially when it's like a comedian run co- mm-hmm. podcast or like a small part um, actor, like, they were really nervous. Like, they were like, Am I done? Yeah. Like, is, is, you know, what is, are the movies over? Is, you know, I remember thinking all that stuff. So I think there's a time where we could have gotten her, but we were also trying to live. Yes. <laughs> like, also, I'm sorry to go off on a small tangent. <clears throat> I believe I texted you this. I listened on to this the, show. I went, I listened to the <laughs> final Dead Eyes episode where Tom Hanks was yes. on. And I think I texted you that I was afraid I was going to like cry throughout the whole thing because I started to tear up in the episode before when at the end he reveals that like Tom Hanks is going to be like, I'm getting chills just now even thinking about it. Yeah. I, I did not cry. I, I just I loved it though. I absolutely. Oh, okay. I, just, I I I love that whole podcast, and I think I was so much more touched by that podcast than perhaps Connor Ratliff was expecting. <laughs> like, I think everybody was. I don't. I think as you listen to that podcast and go online and look up, he does like media. He goes on Seth Meyers. He does oh, stuff okay. because he's well known with those people yeah. because he was like a big name in in. Uh, improv and stuff and he uh like so everybody was happy for him and Mm -hmm. they're like well let's get connor on because this is a big deal Mm -hmm. and it's a fun story so he's on a bunch of kind of like the late late night talk shows not the major ones but and it's you know we've talked about on the show but it's to me it was i i think i said this i listened to it when i had just been let go from a job Mm -hmm. and which is really funny because i was discussing it with somebody and discussing the uh, the the details of it and he's like it sounds like you were on a layoff of one and that they <laughs> thought they didn't have a really good reason to fire you that's why they gave you an amazing severance package so you wouldn't sue and i was like oh okay sure uh but anyway uh so i was like really in kind of a low place and it was him it became this 
it was at that point or when I was listening a podcast about failure mm-hmm. and what failure what comes out of failure mm-hmm. and how things that may seem you know silly you know at the time they're devastating you look back at it and it's really important I think about that like I'm in a job right now I really love like I think it really like there was a lot of things good about getting let go um so it was right when I needed to hear it and it's it was it affected me I don't think I cried and like looking back I'm just like oh yeah it was really cool but like I remember like I have to stop everything and listen to this episode. Like when the time, when the last one came, oh, and I, and don't jump into it, listeners. Don't jump into the last no, episode. Listen no. to the whole thing. Honestly, and I know that sounds like a tall order because it's like thirty-one episodes, and each episode's like uh, between thirty minutes and an hour. Um, I know that mm-hmm. sounds like oh my gosh, that's a lot. Like he does say at the beginning of the Tom Tom Hanks episode, like go back and listen to a few episodes. Here are ones that like me and my team recommend. But the the people he gets on the show and the vulnerability that those famous people show in terms of talking about their careers and everything and just, you know, setbacks that they've had. And I don't know. It's just the whole show is amazing. The Tom Hanks episode especially is so good. I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I I think I said this before. It completely reiterate, reiterated to me. Not that I thought I would be an actor. I could never be an actor. I do not have the determination to constantly pick myself back up and, go like you know people are like i gave myself six months in hollywood i'm like i would i would last six auditions and and then i would not (laughs) i would leave yeah i would need to jump straight into movie stardom or not because like my need for validation and hollywood at every level before being a major star doing the exact opposite would probably like destroy me i would just i would probably go back to living with my parents and just cry <laughs> i mean i got i had the same thing feeling listening to molly shannon's audiobook hello molly where she mm. you talk, she talks about just a very long road where like on paper she looked like she was a success because she was always doing things but the things she was doing were so small and the only reason she got on snl was or the thing that ended up getting her on snl is she'd been doing this two-person show with a friend of hers they'd stopped doing it for a year she was i think she was like not really doing acting or comedy and somebody was like lauren actually wants to come out and see you can you restage your show for one night and she convinced her friend to restage it with her i was like this is it if this doesn't work like yeah, this was something cool I did for my twenties, and then I'm piecing out. So, anyway, I just yeah, okay. Back um, to, back to, back to Fraser. <laughs> well, so basically, just to go through the plot real quick, Frederick's having his bar mitzvah. Uh, Fraser wants to do a blessing at the end, and he is, you know, obviously he's not he's not uh, Jewish, but he wants to do it in Hebrew. Noel says he'll teach him Hebrew if he does a favor for him at a, a Star Trek convention. Fraser kind of puts it off and doesn't realize like how long the line's going to be, like you know how important it is to Noel. So Noel, you know he he as Noel says he welshes on the on the mm-hmm. deal, and then Noel teaches him the the um, Klingon translation. Klingon translation, which just so everyone knows, apparently that's very close to what when when it's revealed when he says it for. Frederick, which immediately when you know it's coming, he says it's it's what happens is Knowles goes Knowles like by the star the rings of Septarist five, which I will say I did go down and look to see if that was actually a planet on Star Trek. Could not find evidence of that. <laughs> but Thank you for doing that he research. says no problem. Rings of Septarist five. I will have my vengeance on you, <laughs> Doctor Crane or whatever. And uh, so then he comes back and 
uh, Roz, who's looking after Eddie in the studio. Which, as a Jack Russell owner, I found adorable. I have a picture of Leo at my job in D.C. sitting in my coworker's lap with his paws on her keyboard in the exact same way. That oh, really? Was. But I did find that really... I mean, it made sense because everybody was in Boston, but... Yeah. Yes. Well, I didn't know they had left for Boston. It mm. took me. It's like a because she's like, all right, Eddie, hit the button. And he hits, you know, and it's like that. And I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> like, this is a weird. But then when she's like, oh, I'm looking after him. I was like, oh, that's fun. Yeah. Do they still have the Dalmatian? Did the Dalmatian go back? I think we still have the Dalmatian because remember that she pops up every now and then. Ariel. Yeah. Like, okay. Her name? Yeah, yeah. 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 So. And Noel comes in and she's like, he got you this. And it's. Joan Collins's actual wig from episode 28, what was it, the the City Beyond Tomorrow or something, which I looked up and is a real episode with John with uh, Joan Collins. I did I did some Star Trek research. City on the Edge of Forever, which is a amazing sci-fi title that tells you nothing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds like if and, you asked me to title a Star Trek episode, that's what I would pick. <laughs> yeah. It, if you told me that, if you're like, I made this up, I'd be like, perfect. It tells me nothing about it at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. it sounds like wonderful 60s, 70s sci-fi. Uh, Noel laments that he has taught him in Klingon. So you know going into the scene that it's going to be in Klingon. Mm-hmm. And it's so well done because he walks up there and the audience is like laughing before he does anything. It's not really it's it's one of the situations where, you know, maybe they edited this laughter in. I don't know how. Well, the how, anticipation, though, is already just funny. Yes. And then <laughs> the first one Klingon word comes out, which no one in that audience knows exactly what Klingon sounds like. And yet you all know exactly what Klingon mm-hmm. sounds like. Right. Mm-hmm. So he just goes, I have read this book here. Pause. He's like. Tuk-tuk, and he says something, and immediately everyone starts laughing. And he, Kelsey Grammer's <laughs> delivery is so earnest and sincere. Like you know, he is truly like this is Hebrew, yes. and I am. This is a you know a blessing at my son's bar mitzvah. <laughs> it's it's well acted, as we've said before. Kelsey Grammer is legit a Star Trek fan. He's been in Star Trek: The Next Generation by this point, and I, I think we talked about like they were filming. The, they, they were on the same stage oh, or they yes, were in yes, the yes, same yes. they were close to the same stage so I'm sure they reference someone like whether or not I, I don't know that Kelsey Grammer knows Klingon but at the same time I'm sure if he goes here are the words and someone walked him through it he would go oh I know how to act Klingon yes. you know I know I know how to how to do this and he nails it and he but he looks so sincere and the rabbi who is also a really good character this looking on in the background mm-hmm. <laughs> like and then going that was nothing and i was just like oh they're not like i was looking it up cuz i was really excited to come on to here and like i didn't know they were going to actually translate it on the mm-hmm. show which was a very sweet moment cuz there's a, a dorky kid in the, in the audience who translates it and then frederick it's very sweet yes. and frederick is like you know hey thanks dad um, I, I thought that whole story was very funny. I was, I was, so, so that's one thing I was legit loud laughing out loud. Not like can't control myself, but it was just like, <laughs> like every time he would do Klingon, I was legit laughing out loud. The other bit that made me like really is one of the funniest physical bits on, on Frasier is the, the flash from the, the camera. camera. Now, I didn't watch iCarly. I was too old for that. I think you are too, correct? Yeah, I'm wondering how iCarly plays into this. I don't know what this scene is, but there's a gif that goes around 
of iCarly walking in, or a little like two second clip on Twitter all the time of iCarly walking into a room and that loud flash goes off and she goes, ah, and like screams and falls over. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I, I think they play it when someone like, it's like somebody was caught with a shirt off and they're pale and not good looking <laughs> or like things like that. So it's like this funny like gif meme in my head. So it looks almost exactly like this. I want to bring back this Frasier one because again, I, the one I remember the most is, is B.B. Newworth's reaction where like one eye is yeah. flipping up. And like, shh. I mean, can we just talk about that this laid the groundwork for the end credits of, as you've called it, one of my the favorite hangover. movies. The Hangover. Yeah, where you get to see movie. the photos. I wrote, the, I wrote, oh my God, the Hangover ending. But, I, I, so I don't think we've explained what it is. It's, Martin finds his old camera. It's like 15 pounds and Soviet Union made or yes. something. Yes. There's a joke where he's sitting in with it on his lap and he gets up and he's got the neck strap on and he forgets how heavy it is and like bends over, which is it's 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 over the top comedy. It's it's a great bit. Now, when I was growing up, I had a little like blue thin Kodak kid camera mm-hmm. and you could get a flash on it. You had to buy these. Fl- you know, OK, I didn't know if you knew what I was talking about. It was like. You had like 10 flashes on this side. You had to flip it upside down. You had 10 flashes on this side because when it did the flash, like the bulb burst or whatever. That's what I thought of when he's like, do you, someone's like, do you smell plastic? Yes. I was like, I remember that. that. Niles's prom date necklace melted to her skin. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, I love that. And that it came back and honestly, them putting the photos at the end, I was just like slow claps. I was talking, I had a friend come in from out of town this week, we were talking with him, and I forgot what I was talking about, but I was telling him, I was like, I took a picture of this situation, like, I, oh, it was, me and my buddy were drunk at a, at, a, at a bar, at Trinity Hall, and there was a magician there that night for some reason. Oh. This is like 2004. IP Trinity Hall. Oh, is it gone? Yeah. And so, he came over and did a trick, and like, I kind of knew how he did it, and I was like, ah, this is how he did it. He goes, oh yeah, and then he started doing like, better magic. Uh-huh like pulling cards out of my pocket and mm-hmm. stuff and i was like wow and like we were like grabbing everyone in the bar i mean like you guys gotta come see this guy and like everyone's like whoa this guy's great and like throwing money at him we we're talking about how like he went from like this guy's making fun of my magic to like this guy is earning money this guy's for my me hype man now. <laughs> yeah and i was, i made a comment that was like i was like i was so excited i had i took a picture with him and my buddy goes when was that and i go like oh i don't know like 2003 2004 he's like oh that's serious taking a picture with him. You had to have that film developed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was just telling a story recently that my high school yearbook was all on film. Like not, not just obviously the class photos were, you know, given to us by the photography company, but like all of the other photos were taken on film that we got developed. And when I was photography editor, like three times a week, I would go to the Tom Thumb photo lab. <laughs> And get those photos developed. And it was yeah. like, if some of them were bad, retaking them, like a team's photos, was a big ordeal. So, Well, yeah. In college, I used to buy a bunch of disposable cameras. You might have been at one of these parties, and I would just put them around a party. And then at the end of the thing, I'd collect them and, see, and take, develop I the pictures. I do have a waterproof disposable camera that has like three shots left on it from some river <laughs> trip or something. <laughs> Probably from before I moved to D.C. So we're talking almost 10 years ago. Um, need to get that developed. Need to see what those are. It's so and funny. We did. We got disposable waterproof cameras for our honeymoon, which is only in 2016 mm-hmm. or 2015. And it was such a pain in the butt to get them developed. The it, they were like, 
Oh, uh, sorry. I was gonna say you. S- they send them off. Mm-hmm. Like you can't. You don't go to Walgreens and they do it there and you get in an hour. They're like, you'll get these back in a week. I'm like, a week. Yeah, I feel like the only places I know in Austin to get it done are like actual like photo stores. Mm-hmm, like there's pre- mm-hmm. precision camera on Anderson. I'm like, I feel like it would be very expensive for them to yeah. develop my my disposable camera that may not have anything worth it on there. Um, there's some <laughs> other beats of the show I want to get into. Freddie okay. inviting everybody he knows to get presents. That was a good bit. I'm proud. I, I I am proud of this. I'm not ashamed of this. But like that was me at graduations. My parents were like, "Here is our Rolodex. Send an announcement to every single person in here." Um, it sounded like your parents were encouraging this. This wasn't just you. This well, wasn't just a you plan, right? But I mean, I so in our family, I am um, in our like very large extended family, like my dad's cousins and everything. I am on the younger side, so I think my parents at that point were like. We have sent so many graduation and wedding presents. It is time for like those chickens to come home to roost. <laughs> so um, I was like, good for you, Freddie. Also, I mean, bar and bat mitzvahs are now so over the top that like you, the party favors are like a hoodie that every person gets. That's like, that will say like Freddie's bar mitzvah or something. So um, I understand inviting a lot of people because you got to, you got to recoup everything you're spending on this. Um, right. Let's also talk about a quasi B plot, which is that Daphne becomes curious about Niles's past before her and finds out that Niles and Lilith had a night of amore. <laughs> that was yeah, that really made me laugh because the, the two reasons, Laurel. One, night of amore is very funny. Two, when I wrote it into uh, my thing here, it wrote, wrote night of s'mores, <laughs> <laughs> which is not what I. <laughs> Very different night. Also, I was a surprised Daphne didn't know about that. Having lived, I've forgotten myself. In oh, I yeah, I mean, I I hadn't, but um, I also am like I'm still kind of amazed at how much Fraser and Niles just moved beyond that. Yeah, (laughs) but um, yeah, I just but when Daphne was like, I don't know, questioning Niles about his junior prom date, I was like, in kind of an odd way, like why don't I know about her? I was like. Why does it matter? Niles is in yeah. his like mid to late forties at this point. <laughs> Clearly, his junior prom date. I don't know when she was just like, you know, oh, like when Fraser mentioned that woman at the Natural History Museum, and Daphne was like, oh. I was like, did y'all like have a like? Let's talk about every single person we've had any romantic encounter with because I don't think you need to have that discussion. Yeah, I mean, I, I've known my wife now for ten years, and I think like a story has come up involving like ex-girlfriends and stuff but she also seems to have this like i mean i i've had a lot of ex-girlfriends but like oh, the brag. way i right but the way she i mean she i she just is like you dated so much and i'm like i like i don't know I, she, she seems to think i was more of a lothario than i think i was but anyway i, I think it's some I, I think it is perhaps a choice to make with your romantic partner but like I certainly don't need a laundry list of any. I, yeah. I just, I just truly don't care. It's like, t- tell me about important things, but you, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't need to know who your senior prom date is that you lost touch with after graduation. Well, it was funny because <laughs> one of Tara's ex-boyfriends is on the uh, Princess Diaries facebook group and like post pretty often and i've had conversations with them and she's like oh yeah my ex-boyfriend whatever and i was like wait what <laughs> like it was just kind of like a weird like i had no idea who that guy was because we have like enough people that are like friends of friends and we have a few people who, like you know like on like we have that group in 
of Craniacs that we've met through like people listening to podcasts and stuff. I had no idea who he was. And I'm like, wait, like suddenly like just recontextualize every conversation we'd had. But I was, you know, I was just also kind of like, ooh, that's funny. I also now I think I'm at the point where I'm like, ooh, it's an ex-boyfriend. Like, I, like I'm now not like, who's this guy? Now I'm like, ooh, <laughs> tell me about that guy. Did you guys hold hands? Oh, like, I just do stuff like that. My friend's kids are that way about, or one of their kids is about that way about their high school, the husband's high school girlfriend. Whenever they like look through a yearbook <laughs> or something, she'll be like, where's Kelly? It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I know. I love it. Um, Do we want to rate this episode? Yes. Um, I can't wait to I'm, hear your rating. I think I'm giving it, uh, you know, I keep going back and forth between an eight and a nine. Like, I, oh, I loved it. I think it's, you have to give it a nine. I saw you were, th- you were going between a nine and a ten. I see. I think I just don't think I, because I know there are ones I, I like more than this. So I'm, you're right, nine. It's getting nine night of s'mores. <laughs> <laughs> Which I had a legitimate laugh at that. When I look back at that note, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm going to give this, I'm really going between seven and eight. Cause I, re- I enjoyed it. Um, you know, I'm going to give it eight blinding flashes, partly just due to the photos at the end that really pushes it to an eight for me. Craniacs. I think you need to watch this just to see BB Newer's face. Like I cannot, one she does, <laughs> yes. I think when she's up there doing her speech yes. and then you don't even see Martin. You just hear you see flash. And then like the rabbi's like, I need to remind the photographer to wait until after the ceremony or whatever. Yes. He's like, sorry. And, and <laughs> is, I think those were the real photos they were taking. Oh God, they look so close to them. Like, so that to me means that he was actually taking pictures. Cause I don't think that was the flash on the thing. There was a couple times where it looked like the light source was coming off screen. Yes, no, it's definitely not from the camera that Martin was holding, but I think it was the same perspective. I think the camera he was holding probably worked, but the flash wasn't right. the, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, do, do we have any mail to go over? Not as, not as far as I can tell. Okay. Um, also, I do just want to wish a belated happy birthday to frequent listener, occasional guest, uh, Kyle, whose birthday was yesterday. Happy birthday, hey. Kyle. Um, He's in D.C. right now, ripping cigs and, uh, you know, taking ripping his son in the uh, Kyle allows Rip. himself a few times a year on nights out to partake of the siren call of Philip Morris. And it was just listening to you go, he's probably out somewhere now ripping cigs. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> um, if you ever get so- Kyle on the subject of the wonders of smoking, he will talk about it at length. Not that he's ever been a regular smoker, just like he occasionally when drinking like in college would enjoy a cigarette so uh, i had a weird like i forgot where we were and i smelled a cigarette and i went i haven't smelled a cigarette in like years yes probably because of covid and stuff but like i think we were at the the austin celtic festival and someone had a cigarette I'm sorry. And I was like, what is that what <laughs> oh so we talked about this when we did the brave episode on on the princess diaries but our our friend who guessed it was like oh you have to come to the austin celtic festival and I was like, well, indeed we do. And we went, and it was a lot of fun. It was the first year back after being gone from mm-hmm. COVID for a while. But, you know, it was a lot of, like, Irish dancing and Irish music and Irish storytelling. And, you know, it was it was funny because there was a lot of, like, crafts and stuff like that. And I was, like, so excited because it, it was Irish and Scottish. And I was like, I am going to eat some haggis. And then I get there, and all the food's like, corn dog. Like, oh. it's, like, fair food. Where was I was it? like, you oh. know. Um, 
so I don't know exactly where I don't remember the name of the thing, but I can tell you we went there. And we went. Oh, this is where they had pumpkin nights a while ago. Oh, I almost went to pumpkin nights. Okay, it's like Pioneer something Park. Yes, 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 yes. yes. And it was a lot of fun, but I will tell you, there's a weird crossover. I, th- I mean, it makes sense between, like, it's like some people love Irish and Scottish heritage because they can celebrate that culture, mm-hmm. and some people love it because it's the closest they can get to being oh people, other people being okay with them celebrating white people, mm. <laughs> like, because there's a lot of like hashtag Texas and like if you don't like Texas, Lee, like a lot of like, oh, real like. Like, there was a. I, I'm 100 percent sure there was a lot of white supremacists there hmm. in kilts. But like, that's just I think any Irish. You know, it was like there was a big thing I read about uh, the the most recent. What's the guy's name? Last name Eggers, the Norseman, the guy who did The Witch and another movie, like a bunch of horror movies. He did a movie called The Norseman, and there was a big thing about how like white supremacists were really going after it. And that was he was like, I don't know why. And someone was like, Well, you're like. A lot of them like that cultural mm. iconography, and they use like it, Vikings and that's why, and stuff? right? Because okay. it's a, it's like, in Norse mythology and mm-hmm. those sorts of things, because it's a culture of extremely powerful white people who like just showed up and did whatever they want and pillaged and other stuff. You know what I'm talking about? And like, mm-hmm. uh, like. You know, it's white supremacy, but it's, you know, there's a, you can look at that culturally and historically in one lens and the, you know, mm-hmm. anyway, this has been a fun conversation. So bristle while you work. <laughs> yes. Um. So as uh, previously, the first, the other one I loved, this one was, I didn't like this one. Um, Season 10, episode seven. And this is a part one of three, correct? Y- yes. In so much as there is a there, I, I mean, I'm assuming that they go on after the end because the end they was the most. Do, what <laughs> I remember, I remember at least the next episode very vividly. So it it feels less like a part one of three and more of a like setup to setup a bigger two parter. Yeah, uh, Fraser and Martin hire a new housekeeper that Martin likes, but she turns out to be hopeless at work. Meanwhile, Niles keeps beating impossible odds and worries that it's a bad thing. So. I completely forgot this was a part one of three um, because they don't really, it doesn't, it feels like a regular episode. And it doesn't end with a to be continued, but I will say that the Niles heart issue thing does carry over into, I guess, the <laughs> next two episodes. That's the thing. So let's talk about the B plot because I thought it was way better than the A plot. Um, oh, the, the Niles thing. Okay. Niles thing. So Niles, like, is talking about his gums hurt. His, he has a toothache. He has a toothache. He has a toothache. And he thinks that can be connected to a heart issue. Now, mm-hmm. uh, FYI, it it can. Mm-hmm. Uh, your your vascular is that yeah. blood system? Mm-hmm. Your vascular Same system. Things, yeah. There's a big connection between your gums and your heart. Mm-hmm. It's something that you know people with diabetes are at a higher risk of heart disease because when you have high blood sugar, the sharp sugar in your in your blood is like can nick the veins. It, like it, it causes damage to your. Yes, so we're at a, a higher risk for heart disease. So because of that, because of the connection between gums and and heart, it's very important. They always ask you, like, did you get your teeth? Have you gone and seen a dentist? Blah blah blah. You know, tooth health. Do you is have very to go important. to the dentist more frequently, like three times a year? Um, I did when like this uh, again, another humble brag. My tooth health. While well, like if I smiled at you right now, it's not like I have like the like 
Troy McClure, John Hamm, like set of chompers that are like ting. But like, I have very good tooth health because of a while I had a little bit of a gingivitis scare in the back. Dental and health. I, dental health. Dental health. What I say? Tooth health. Just you know. I thought I thought maybe I said toothal. <laughs> anyway, floss. Do things. I have like prescription. Um toothpaste Ooh. that you have it's it, 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 it was funny when they told me that i'm like i don't know if i want this and they're like it's way better and it's like listen you, you like I, I don't know it could be a scam but like i go in and they're like wow your teeth look great like i used to be those people who's like oh this is gonna take forever and now i go in for like teeth cleanings and they're like you're done like i go real quick um just i'm uh, i am bragging a bit small humble yeah. brag i recently got a water pick and um love it i don't like mine like i don't see the point of it i mean because i floss and everything else like i don't know they're like just go on your gum line i hardly ever use it i so i will say i i don't floss as often as i should who does except for you apparently but um i also just i'm not a good flosser like there was a time when i had a new year's resolution to floss like i don't know every day and i really got up to like flossing like probably five or six times a week and my it was like i was not like getting around where i needed to be and stuff and like I need, For, you know, remedial flossing lessons. Yeah, no, I get it. I I don't know. I just do it real quick once a day, and honestly, just doing it every day means like it helps. It apparently, helps enough that it's been, you know, like noticeable to mm-hmm. to, to my oral hygienist, mm-hmm. ladies. Sorry, I'm married. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? So yeah, so so just to let you know, there is a connection between yes. gum health. There was some famous person who they passed from heart disease because they got an infection in their gum and yes it, and so that is like one reason why i know dentists are always like want to stop gun gum inflammation at the yeah at the beginning because it at it, the it, root because <laughs> it just impacts so much of your other body yes. systems um, right so yeah just a little psa out there so yeah so he's worried about that and he says something about being is it one in a hundred well, one in thousand? ten thousand chance that one in ten thousand chances connected and is like I bet you have a sinus infection. This happened to me recently. And, you know, your sinuses are so close to your teeth and everything. And I personally have never heard of that before. But I was like, that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, And he opens up an Evian bottle, which Evian is naive, spelled backwards. It was a big joke, I remember, from the 90s yes. and early 2000s. Huh. Um, so uh, he opens it up. He's like, I want a fanny pack. And I do like Ros being like, you don't know what that is, do you? <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Also love that and- fanny packs are now back. <laughs> Yeah, Tara's got one, and I forgot where we were, but we were somewhere where she was like, "Man, I wish I brought my fanny pack. This has been so much easier." I and I was my like, "My friend let me her clear one for ACL, and I, I'm so grateful to have it." it perfect. I don't like them. I won't wear them, and it simply is because back when they first came out, I thought they were great, and I think I got made fun of mm-hmm. for wearing one. And it's just like I don't remember the exact thing, but there's this root in the back of my head of like mm, everyone thinks I'm um, stupid. My with dad, a fanny pack. I actually think. <laughs> To, I guess he didn't wear it when we went to Europe, but on all of our family trips, he would used to wear a fanny pack to just keep everything, you know, mainly his camera to keep his camera, you know, yeah, and stuff. But and I just kind of got immune to it. I didn't notice it anymore, and it never failed that in photos of my friends would see they'd be like, "Your dad's wearing a fanny pack," and I'd be like, "Oh yeah, yeah." <laughs> it's a dad thing, anyway. Um, turns out the so odds she's of winning like, the fanny pack was one in ten thousand. And then all these like little situations happen, like they're there, and like another woman comes in and goes. Niles and he looks at her and then she walks past him and then she, it's, it's he goes oh hello Daphne like the yeah, the man she sees it's Niles an, and Daphne he wins the Evian thing again yeah. later they 
he pulls Martin tries to do a tr- uh, like a trick deck with them, but he actually does a real deck and he pulled out the real card he asked for for mm-hmm. a magic trick. Um, he keeps doing all these things, and so Niles gets really nervous that like if I'm beating all the odds here, I'm going to get the odds for the one in ten thousand. Heart thing. He's really nervous. And then the way the show ends is he goes to the doctor. The doctor's like, yeah, actually, you do have a problem. He's like, oh. And it keeps getting like more. He's like, yeah, you have an EKG thing. We got to get you to the hospital. He's like, oh, okay, well, I think I can go at the end of the week. He's like, no, we have to do it now. Yeah. And I was like, well, so like what's going like, on? When the doctor's like, there's an abnormality in your EKG. I was like, okay, that's that's not like sound the, the alarms. It's like, oh, maybe then you yeah. do another EKG or, oh, yeah, let's get you in for some testing or something. And he's like, well, how does tomorrow afternoon sound? Doctor's like, no, you need to go right away. Yeah. The doctor was saying it in a way that didn't feel natural. It felt like they were trying to extend the... It felt like the the Arrested Development doctor. <laughs> the one where every time someone goes in, he comes out, he's like, he's all right. And they're like, oh, he's all right. No, we had to take off his, his left hand. So now he's all right. Like oh. uh, They're like, I hate this doctor. <laughs> and they all scream like, we lost him. Like, oh my God, he's like, no, he left. We don't know where yes, he is. Yes, like, oh, okay. you're the worst. <laughs> I, this is where it's like, I haven't seen Arrested Development since like 2010. So. Tara just rewatched it, so... And now she's in like season four and she's like, this is awful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, but yes. Yeah, so, so it has this like real downer ending, but then they have like a cold close hilariousness where the doctor offers him an Evian bottle and he starts freaking out. And, and I like, was like, jumps and like puts his finger to his neck to check his pulse and is like, no, no, don't hand me the Evian bottle. It, that was the thing. It looked like, like, I'm like, is he having an episode right now? No. I thought that's what it was. Like it was like, oh, it's funny, but because it, it kind of ended on him like feeling his pulse and doing this, I'm like, oh god, is this? Are we? I'm like, what is happening? Because I was so like taken aback by the seriousness of the last scene, yeah. and I'm on Peacock Premium now, so I don't have to worry about. There's not that Hulu commercial yes. in between that and things, so it went straight into it. So it felt really off for me. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about the A plot, which is. Frazier and Martin decide to hire somebody to replace Daphne to clean mm-hmm. the house. And I love that Roz asked him if he looked in the classifieds. I laughed out loud. I was like, oh, <laughs> what is this? 2001, 2002, 2003? I was like, ah, precious. November 2002. Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought that was just really funny. Um, and uh, the questions that they are asking people, like, if the load of laundry takes 25 minutes and the load in the dryer takes 35 minutes. And I was just like, what are these questions? I thought it was funny that as someone who's hired a cleaning lady in the past year, have them come in, look around your apartment, talk about like the common things you need to have done. And then they do like a test one where they're like, you know, I'll clean for, I'll clean it. Well, and like, we'll see if we want to continue. That's, that's how it works. I, it's really funny. I think I, I, I was about to write, like, ask Laurel if she's had a cleaning person. I was like, oh, wait, no, she has an apartment. And then I was like, well, maybe she has. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. I, I, I my, my cleaning lady comes once, she's coming on Monday. She comes once a month and just does, like, the deep clean. And I kind of just do maintenance until she comes. But, like, because I'm, I'm mm. not, I'm blind to a lot of, like, baseboard dust and stuff. I just don't see yeah. it. So. We need to have someone come through. It's been uh, a while. We used to do it, like like twice a year or something like that just do a big like deep clean thing yeah um and you know she like vacuums my like furniture and stuff because i don't know if you know this leo sheds like crazy oh my yeah. gosh also no tara had met jane had never met leo when she met mm. leo at my birthday and um she, she was aghast at how low energy he was 
she was like, is this all he does? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I like the beginning where Gil comes in and they make that joke about like, how long can something stay in the closet, mm-hmm. which really made me laugh. Mm-hmm. And then I, I wrote, I feel like Gil has been in more episodes because he's got that poster right outside the yes <laughs> the, 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 the studio. Yes. Um, also, uh, I wrote down the emotional labor that Daphne carried for Fraser and Martin when she mentions that like she used to buy Martin underwear. And he's like, what? And she's like, did you yeah. not notice that you didn't have to buy underwear for 10 years? He's like, I thought I had a good batch. I was like, the emotional labor that goes unrecognized. That was very funny. I like that too. Uh, Jeepers Sweepers was a very good name for a, a company. Oh, that is. I missed that. That's a good name. I think it was near the end where they were trying to. So, yeah, Anna Gasteyer, speaking of, you should talk about Molly Shannon. I think they were in the same mm-hmm. class at SNL. Mm-hmm. Um, she comes in and she is, I, like, I just found this completely... I thought the questions they were asking was weird. I thought she was just a weird character. Like, she wasn't funny. Like, for someone who's a legit comedian, mm-hmm. like, especially, like, an SNL alum at that point, like, to come in and just be, like, a boring character yeah. and, like, not interesting. I, I was mean, like, this I, I feel is... like it was all just a setup for Martin to be, you know, to be cleaning everything and to try to hide it. It was just that whole thing. Martin, that the scene at the end may, kind of made me laugh, where it was like Martin uh, pretending she was in the bathroom. Because mm-hmm. the whole thing is, then Martin doesn't want to admit that she was a bad hire, so he starts and she like, you know, cops out of every appointment she's supposed to do. So he starts cleaning the apartment, and there's like some humor from him being like, "You never notice," like, but I, like I don't know, it was okay humor, but he then at the end he's told Frazier that she's made her upset in there and she's in the bathroom and he's basically pretending she's in the bathroom and he goes in and talks to her I'm using air quotes and then she walks in and this is the only part that's funny where he comes out there's that long pause he goes you didn't tell me you had a sister and Frazier's immediately like okay come on like I thought that was very funny but other than that like the whole a plot I was like I don't like this it's just I don't know it just didn't and again I went this was this was uh uh whiskey drink number two so I felt like I should have been a little more it felt like Into it should it. have been the B plot and not as strung out as it was. Because mm-hmm. um, the B plot I thought was way funnier. Yes, yes, and just way more I don't know important. Um, but uh, do you wanna do you wanna rate this up? Ep- oh wait, I did have one thing about how when Fraser Grease let Martin make the decision about who they hire. Because um, Martin points out, I was like, you didn't want me to hire Daphne. And Daphne's like, what? And Martin's like, yeah, he thought you would steal. And she goes, well, let me shifty eyes. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it so much. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. I don't, it has nothing to do with this episode. but Because I, I always forget what Mama Moon's real name was. It was Gertrude. And I was like, wow, Daphne really got off easy in the naming department. Because yes. I feel like Gertrude could have been like, I'm going to name you. Like, if your name's Gertrude, I feel like. This is not the type of woman who looks kindly. He's like, I'm going to give, Gertrude is a rough name. I'm going to give my daughter an easier time. This is a woman who's like, I'm going to name you after like Helga, my mother or yes. something. Like a, or like Ermengarde so, anyway. or something. Uh, yeah, it was just like a weird thought that flew in my well, mind. Well, because I, I could see her today. thinking, I, I had, I, I, like, I had basically a, a bad name and it made me much stronger and I want my daughter to be strong. So I will give her. Yeah. Um, Somebody, but anyway, as, as we have, as many people probably know, my name gets confused for a lot of others. I spent a lot of time being like, no, it's Laura Roll, starts with an L, ends with an L. When people say yeah. Lauren, Laura, and stuff. And someone was like, well, I bet that made you really 
like a lot you had a lot of practice of speaking up for yourself and you know correcting <laughs> people and stuff and i'm, I'm just like is that where I it wish started I had a, an easier name <laughs> <laughs> like no don't name your kid a weird name thinking it's going to give them like gumption <laughs> uh boy named sue syndrome yes yes like that's not that that's no don't like raise your kid to have gumption don't force it on them <laughs> by giving them an odd name uh what do you rate this one you know, I probably give this one um, probably six new vacuuming patterns. I I I almost want to rate it a four. Like you, it just really can. bored you me. I'm gonna give it a four Seattle supersonic tickets because that I, was the I whole do thing. enjoy Martin's attempts to cover up, like that he's, you know, that he's doing that he's doing the cleaning. And I do, I mean, I do enjoy the Niles plotline too, even though it's kind of a heavy one. I think some of it was I got really excited to see Anna Gasteyer. I had no idea there was a a, a, a special guest in this. I think, and, and I will say, I think she gets. I think she should have had a little bit of a better career than she did. I don't know if I'm we're talking like starring roles in anything, but is like she's still is that show American Auto is that still on that she was in? Oh yeah, I don't know. Um, I tried to, I, I watched the first few episodes and just, it wasn't really, it wasn't really my jam. She had a recurring role though on The Good Wife. I mean, so many people did. She played a judge mm -hmm. on The Good Wife and, um, she, uh, yeah. I, uh, I just feel like I was kind of shocked that I didn't see anything like when I looked at the thing as like special guest star on a guest, you know, like I feel like she didn't get any recognition. So and I was kind of surprised time, when she walked through the door. This was 2002. She was probably still kind of early into her SNL um, career. and But still probably, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like... Was she early? I might be thinking that her career started Well, I mean, she, she was definitely that. on SNL at this point, but I don't know how far into it she was. But this is also where, if I watch SNL frequently, I feel like everybody knows the big players on SNL. But if you don't watch SNL... Yeah, then maybe. Like, I don't know. Like, I remember when Pete Davidson started dating Kim Kardashian, and suddenly, like, stuff about him was everywhere. And people were like, who is this? He's on SNL? Yeah. Okay, like, I don't watch SNL, so. He was on a podcast I listened to, like, right before then, and I was like, well, this will never happen again, because I think it came out after all that, mm. but it got recorded before it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I just, I, I was, I, she walked in, and I went, oh, it's it's on a guest tire. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, she just was a disappointing role. Yeah. Like, she didn't I don't get know. to really explore her comedic chops very much. Yep. Well, um, if if you've got a different opinion on either of these episodes, if you want to uh, send us something in Klingon, you know how to get a hold of us. We are craniacs at gmail.com. That's C R A N E I A C S. At craniacs on Twitter. Uh, not sure how much longer Twitter is going to exist. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> Craniacs, a Fraser podcast on Facebook, and we are available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I don't. I, I think I'm jumping off of Overcast because they're apparently not linking their web app in their uh, phone app anymore. Like he's like, like he wrote this big thing on the web app that's like, yeah, if you listen to it on your phone app, it may not transfer over to the web app because I'm just not going to do it anymore because I haven't really updated it. And I'm like, oh, that's a bummer. So now I'm trying to find uh, a new. Oh, no. Oh, wait, I, Podcasting we'll, talk, we'll talk about this offline. I... We will. Um, but what, wherever you listen to us, uh, and if it's not like the big ones like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any of those, let me know where it is because I'm looking for a new podcast app. Yeah, uh, but give a... let me know too, but I've been on Overcast for so long. I know. Well, do you listen to it on the web? No, I listen to it only on the app. Then you're fine. Okay. 
it's it's I listen to it while I work, and oh. sometimes I'll like go listen to it, and it won't tr- it won't track between those two. Mm-hmm. So if I listen to thirty minutes of an episode and I jump on my phone, it won't track that. So that's the big pain in the butt for me. Mm-hmm. So you're fine. Okay. Um, but listeners, if you're wondering how can I highly rate this wonderful Overcast commentary. Please do so wherever you listen to our podcast. Give us a five-star review, the highest review possible. It really helps us out. Uh, another thing that helps us out, just to let us know, subscribe. Get our download numbers up. You know, Even if you know you don't necessarily listen to it at a time, if you subscribe, it really helps us out. Mm-hmm. But uh, rate, review, and let us know what you think. Uh, if you're thinking of giving us a lower than five-star review, Laurel may have uh, something else to, to, for you to do. And I feel like that's another word that some no one would call you lower but like when i say five star lower 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 laurel like i have to do this big pause between lower and laurel it's Uh, not easy to do (laughs) uh well first of all the aforementioned dead eyes podcast that um ryan has suggested before and we've talked about Mm -hmm. obviously go back and give that um a listen if you did not i think the last episode came out in like march or april so um you've got a, a rich catalog ahead of you but guys it's here hallmark christmas movie season (laughs) I don't know how many new movies are out this year. It's usually between 30 and 60 with these same like 12 actors that they just 30 or 60 new ones. Yes. All they do during the year is they use the same like five sets and they just like, I swear they shake every actor they have up and then their name in a jar and just spill it out and just start putting people together. And then like, Oh good. They haven't been in a movie yet. Um, some, some new ones that, um, or I don't know if these are new. They're just ones I haven't seen that I've come across like a very merry bridesmaid, there's, you know, like, um, like lost at Christmas or something, guys. I'm just very Merry Bridesmaid does actually exist, but like Hallmark and Hallmark adjacent Christmas movies are amazing because you can predict what's happening a mile away. The dialogue is forced. You, uh, was it you or somebody else who said they're pretty sure that the people who write for this, that no man writes for this because the people who write clearly don't know how men talk because all of the dialogue that men have is, is just not stuff men say. For me to be able to say that, I feel like I'd have to watch okay. more of them than I do. I really avoid them. I do. Been, I do have a suggestion for one though. That may have been two years ago when I was on the editing bay and uh, talked about a Hallmark Christmas movie. Um, that was oh gosh, and I don't remember what it was called, but um, it had Candace Cameron Bure, who used to be in a ton of them. She has now switched to a different channel. I don't remember which one, guys. I'll post all about this in the group, as well as my <laughs> rules for either Hallmark. Christmas movie bingo or Hallmark Christmas movie drinking game. However, whatever kind of night you want to have. So um, Hallmark has them. Freeform sometimes has them. Up Faith and Family has them. Amazon has a bunch of ones as well. So just guys, everywhere you turn, there's a Hallmark or Hallmark adjacent Christmas movie available. So um, and really there's so many you can't just watch one a day. So it's time to really hone in on the ones you want to watch. So I have a recommendation of one because I did once watch one last year. My mom put it on and it was okay. I feel like it was, I thought it was okay. So that must mean it's actually pretty good. And it's called next stop Christmas. Oh, I think I've seen that. Yeah. Where she goes back in time to like when she decided to go with one guy over the other. Oh, that is one of my uh, bingo slash drinking game rules is when there's like a, a, like a magical element of like time travel or something. Well, okay, so it's time travel. So she keeps like getting on, on this. She keeps trying to get on this train, 
and the train conductor is the one sitting back in time, and it's Christopher Lloyd. Ah, uh, yes. There's and one, also there's one that's Groundhog Day esque, and the magical person is George Went. Ah, right. Okay. Uh, and then Leah Thompson's in this movie. I swear, I'm seeing pictures of her in like the pictures. She's is she uncredited? I don't see her in the cast list. Wait, Christopher Maybe Lloyd she's at... and Leah Thompson. Are you sure this isn't Back to the Future? That's the thing because it had the Back to the Future. It had the like she was going back in time to the moment. Okay, so she is listed way down on the cast list, probably and Leah Thompson. But yeah, she is in it as well. And I was like waiting for like biff or anyone else from the movie to show up but yeah it's it's like i'm watching it my mom put it on and i'm like we are not enjoying it and she's literally like watch the movie like that's the the the, that's the kind of christmas cheer you get at my household when watch the movie so i have to say like when i visit my parents (laughs) to to break them of the like nonstop cable news or local news i usually circulate between HGTV, Gilmore Girls reruns, and at, during the holidays, Hallmark movies. Because we mm. are just merciless to them. We make fun of them so much. And yeah, we have a great time doing it. It really brings the family together. Mockery. It's, it's a mystery science theater situation. Yes. Um, uh, how, how did this get made? has good Christmas movie oh, episodes. Yes. I think it's Highly a new thing they've started doing. Too, with, our, with our good friends, Paul and June Diane. S- and Snowman's. There's one about a nutcracker oh, that comes alive. That's really funny. One, which is not an SNM based one. I'm sure you would think it is, but uh... what if I then now listed like three holiday SNM movies? <laughs> and you're like, wait, what's happening? Well, that, like, save that for Craniacs After Dark. Absolutely, absolutely. We'll say we'll save that for when we get closer. That'll be next week. That'll be or next time. That'll be my recommendation. Yes. <laughs> Check out <laughs> this movie. Okay, my hard stop is approaching, and I have to go to the bathroom. So can we wrap this up? Uh, we're keeping that in. Uh, Laurel's I'm hard editing, stop is approaching, so... guys. <laughs> Laurel's hard stop is approaching, guys. So we got to get going. Thanks for uh, uh, sticking with us on this episode. And uh, until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all. Kapla! That's uh, Klingon goodbye. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>